What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the True Shot Guest Spot Podcast. My guest today, as you can see by the title of this podcast or video, if you're watching on YouTube, is Bradley Zordrager. I uh, probably pronounced that incorrectly, and I've heard it 15 times, and maybe on the 16th time I'll figure out what it is, but for right now, I still have no idea. It's a very, it's a very cool, it's a very metal last name, let's be honest. But anyway, Brad is a writer at, I mean, we'll go over it in the podcast. There's, there's so many to list. And he's also the marketing manager for both Brand of Sacrifice and the, in the band of Sulphur, which is fronted by Ricky Hoover, who used to be in the band Suffocate. As we all know, we all know Brand of Sacrifice, though. They just really recently released Lifeblood, uh, one of the best uh, deathcore records of uh, recent memory. And Brad was very instrumental in the rollout of that project, which probably brought, uh, you know, a lot of his marketing techniques probably brought that project to your ears for the first time. So I wanted to kind of get inside the mind of the genius here. Anyways, let's get into the show. This is Brad Zordrick. Okay, there you go. You got Brad eating some ice cream. I started it right oh. there. I made sure oh, it was yeah. the podcast right there. So why don't you, uh, I can't say your last name, so why don't you introduce yourself, Mr. Brad? Because uh, as you saw in the uh, Brand of Sacrifice reaction video, I just I just couldn't do it. I just yeah. couldn't do it. I'm, a, yeah, I'm go, Bradley go. Zordrager. Zordrager. The first G is silent. It's not Zordrager because that would be laborious on the tongue. So where does that last name come from? What What is the origin of that last it's, name? It's Dutch. It's Dutch. Yeah. And it's also a perfect last name for somebody involved in metal, doing metal. I mean, that is just like, that could be a band name. Yeah. I mean, I was, uh, well, it actually in English means, I mean, there's, you know, a multitude of translations because like there's not often perfect translations, but one of the translations is, sorrow carrier so i always said if i started a band that would be my band name like i haven't done a band since i was a kid and i didn't do a band but i did a little record label for a while and uh sorrow carrier was my uh label name oh cool so, yeah interesting that is really interesting and i also got to say too because i'll ask you how old you are but first you're the first person I think that I've had on that has a beard and not only that, but one that outweighs mine substantially. Now, when did that, <laughs> when did that journey start? Oh God. I don't know, dude. Many years ago. I don't know. It's like, I feel like it doesn't grow much more than this. Like it's about as long as it goes um, because it's been like, I don't know, like eight years, you know? So in theory, it should be down to fucking, you know, my, yeah. my, my fucking balls, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, not, yeah, it just doesn't grow anymore. So I mean, maybe if I trimmed around the edges more, but I don't really care that much. So Yeah. So did you start growing yours out for the same reason I started growing mine out, which is I just look very young without one. I was like, I just can't be 16 forever. I got to look a little bit older. Well, I mean, fuck, I was very young back then. So it's like, yeah, like maybe I looked even more young. I don't know. I just, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I started growing it and I liked it. So uh, maybe I, I don't even remember, dude, that which, you know. It might have had something to do with the age, and then I just thought it was cool, so I just kind of. Well, I mean, you can't you can't have a baby face, you know, uh, managing, uh, doing marketing, managing for bands like of Sulphur and Brandon Sacrifice. I mean, you just can't. I mean, you gotta you gotta look the part. Yeah, I mean, I dude, I used to look tougher when I 
tour managed pop punk bands because uh, oh. I, cause I would shave my head. So I had like, so I looked like I, you know, got fresh out of prison or some shit, you know. Should have um, got some henna tattoos on your head too when you did that or something. Yeah, really. Yeah, went all in. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was cool. Um, but and then I, I never thought I'd grow my hair out again, but uh, just because I was like a pain in the ass, uh, and yeah. I never wanted to go through the grow out phase, and then I just kind of did. I thought I'd just shave my head until I died, but I yeah. decided to let grow it. I always wanted to kind of grow my hair out a little bit, but what happens is, you know, like that awkward in between phase where it's like curly and all that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, there's like six or eight months of like this really awkward hair looking phase. I just wore I just hats. I don't want to deal with it. I always wore hats. And then yeah. there were people who were like, dude, like when I stopped wearing hats, they're like, I haven't seen you without a hat in like a year and a half. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't need one now. You know, I just got luscious locks. I was wearing one earlier. I have like hats everywhere. I don't see one right now, but there's probably like three on my bed and then four on the floor beside my bed. So I actually just saw that, you know, Brandon Sacrifice just posted their spring collection coming up and I'm definitely getting that hat. I mean, I definitely want, yeah, I want, I want that fucking hat. I got to yeah. ask them what the, what they printed the hat on. I, I, I wasn't any, any part of that, but the hat, I have this outer heaven hat and whatever the company is that it's printed on, it's the best fucking hat that I have. Um, and, and and Austin from Outer Heaven told me he specifically went to like a supplier's warehouse and tried on like, you know, like 40 different hats to find out that one. And it worked because I bought one and then I was I had to leave the show early for whatever reason. And on my way out, I like put the hat on and I was like I was like I had like a transcend transcendental whatever uh experience. And I had to text my friend who was still at the show and be like, you need to buy me another one of these hats because I'm going to be like if like whenever this one gets like worn to shit, I'm going to be so sad. But like, I've done a very bad job of like wearing one of them and keeping one pristine. I just kind of wear whichever one I find in my room first. So they're, they're getting beat up in equal levels instead of one getting worn down and whatever. So. Yeah. I'm like that. I'm, I, so I've always had this Nike hat. It's kind of in my main hat. Uh, I'm, I'm like that, that meme of, uh, I don't know if you've seen it around, but it's like of the, of the older gentlen after they get their stimulus check and they're replacing the old new balances with the same exact new balances. That's like me with this Nike hat. I just make sure that I find the exact same one and when it gets worn down, so I just yeah. keep, keep the, keep the branding up. But speaking of hats, uh, we printed a hat. It's actually good what you said about your your friend who went to the warehouse and tried on numerous different types of hats. Because I wish we did that because we work with a company who does like print on demand and stuff like that. And the hat's absolutely atrocious. I'm just going to throw that out <laughs> for, any, for, anybody, for, for anybody listening. Uh, thank you to anybody who's bought one. But the, I, I have one and it's absolutely atrocious. I just can't wear that goddamn thing on my head. Damn. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, it's not good. We need we need somebody like Brad over here uh, calling the shots. And uh, listen, man, I'm a big fan of because uh, for me, I kind of do a lot of the marketing stuff for True Shot. You know, the the managing stuff, which I don't know what that is because uh, this is my first band ever, so I'm kind of learning as I go. Um, but I'm a big fan of your work, and you managed to have this really awesome intersection with Brand of Sacrifice, where it was like. It was it was almost like the 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 hype beast version of deathcore, and of course the music also helps that. But I'm sure that some of your techniques and and your intelligence and your and your 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 marketing savvy uh, helped with that. Yeah, thank you. I, I I'd like to think so. I mean, I don't think they'd still employ me if I did. <laughs> you know, they'd be like, "Fuck you, we don't need your shit." Um, 
So, yeah, I'd like to think that I, I played a part in that for sure. Yeah, no, I would I would agree. And, and it's interesting because what I wanted to ask you, because I think what happens uh, with a lot of bands, um, and we were kind of talking about this on Facebook messaging, uh, is that a lot of bands, listen, I know that there's a time and a place for Facebook ads, YouTube ads, that's all good stuff, but that's not the end all be all. No. I, uh, I don't know. I think that, I mean, I, I've spoken with a band before and they were, uh, they were pretty bummed that their ads weren't doing that well. And I'm like, well, if people aren't clicking on your stuff in the first place, like just throwing money behind it, isn't going to work. Like if you like for ease of math, let's say you have a thousand likes on Facebook and you're getting two likes on your post. If you boost that to get in front of 10 times that and you get in front of 10,000 people, you're not going to get 20 likes because those original two likes were part of the 1,000 people who were predisposed to like your content because they liked your page. Right. So I think that you should start with uh, like a really good idea. And then from that idea, um, then you can worry about, you know, throwing money behind it and boosting it and stuff. Like it's bet- it's easier to... Uh, you know, throw gasoline on a fire and then start a fire from nothing. So, yeah, Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think I actually, I don't know if I said it on one of these podcasts or I'd said it somewhere, but I was like, Brandon Sacrifice is kind of right now, they're like the supreme of deathcore. Like there's just like, you you could print Brandon Sacrifice on a, on a, on a baseball bat and people would go buy it. You know, it's just, it just has that effect right now. Um, Uh, I was telling them that we should make, we should just literally make a supreme ripoff. (laughs) <laughs> that just says um, of sacrifice. So it's our brand of sacrifice. Yeah. You know, I, it, it's a great, I don't, I don't know what it is exactly. Um, there was just some, I, cause I'm trying to look at it also from not only just a marketing standpoint, but trying to understand my own psychology as other than, you know, just the music. I mean, the music is obviously great. I mean, that, that obviously probably makes your job a little bit easier when you're working with a band whose music is just phenomenal from back to front. It helps. It helps. It certainly helps. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but I don't I was trying to understand my own reason. I'm like, why am I so drawn to just this entity, this product? And I don't know what it is. So like for, for on your point, from your point of view, obviously it's going to be a different thing for everybody, but for you, what do you think it was that really, drove up the hype for this album in particular uh i think it was that we tried to feed everything into one another so we have our facebook group the branded ones and you know we we post in there and they get hyped and they start sharing it around and then their friends join and we used to do our twitch streams and Mm. in order to be to have a band featured in the twitch streams like it was so it was so popular that we had to open it to people in our group first. And then if there was any slots beyond that, we would open that to um, people outside the group, but it never happened. So if people wanted to get a suggestion in, they'd have to join our group and then we'd have a guest on. So their fans would come over and they would, and then they would watch it and they'd be like, Oh shoot, I have a suggestion that I want in next week. So then they'd have to join our group so that they could make a suggestion next week. And then, you know, we would, do their suggestion and they would get excited and want to share the fact that we did their suggestion. So then more people would come in and it just like all feeds into the same kind of thing. 
you know, when you think right. you're about to get, you think you're about to get out of a brand of sacrifice hype for a second. I'm like, ah, fuck you. Get the fuck back in here. You yeah. Know? So I love that. No. And that, and yeah, cause I saw that you had, uh, they had a, a bunch of different guests. It was like Kyle and hardcore Keem. Uh, there was just a, there was a bunch of guests. I remember seeing like the, I was, a, I was a guest before I <laughs> was I officially working for them at that time. I don't know, man. I don't remember when, but at one point I was working for them. It, our relationship is like it's very hard to have like a it's one of those things where it's like you've been seeing somebody for a long time and you're like when did we actually become boyfriend girlfriend it's kind of one of those <laughs> you know we've been like kind of like flirting and working with each other for a very long time and then i mean like i guess if you want to put an official date on it, it would be the date that i accepted my uh email uh, at brandasacrifice.com but i uh even before that it's not really like it's not really something you can just it's hard to put a, put a start date on it. And hopefully there isn't going to be an end date. Well, and you would be a good person to have on uh, that type of stream anyway, because of your background. Cause I know that you write for, man, I, I know that there's just so many different websites uh, that you write for. I got the, I got the complete list right here. Let me know if I missed any, hold on a second. Let me pull these up. We got, what do we got here? We got exclaim. We got uh hard noise. We have Bandcamp, Decibel, Kerrang. I mean, did I miss any there, Brad? Sorry. Bandcamp, Hard Noise, Decibel, Kerrang, Exclaim. Yep. yep, got all those. I've done Metal Injection. Okay. I've done Noisy. I think that's it. I mean, it's probably not, but I mean, I did something for the Torontoist when it was a site back, but that's the Toronto specific one. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's it maybe and then banger tv obviously right okay yeah you know because that's right you're from you're from toronto uh you're from you're from toronto right or i know you're in yeah. canada but toronto i i i remember that when you said sorry i, I just uh that yeah really yeah i say some words fucking weird apparently i used to get <laughs> yo here you can you, you you're from new york you can be the authority on this do i say bagel weird <laughs> Well, I'm not from New York, but I'm from New England. I'm from uh, New Hampshire. I'm from like three hours away from. Uh, uh, well, well, you guys are filming a video in New York, so that's why I had yeah, this in my head. Yeah. All right, there we go. Yeah, no, uh, so no, but, but say that one more time, please. Bagel. Yeah, that that is uh, that you got to change that. I mean, that that is just not remotely. See, bad. I don't understand how because people will like will like tell me like how I'm saying it wrong and be like say it more like this, and I I can't do it. I don't know. I'm like I I don't know, man. My mouth is broken. Whatever. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the pronunciation for you on Google so we get the official one. Ready? You ready for this? Yeah. Bagel. 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> Whatever. Bagel. No, but bagel. Uh, there you go. Now there's you could just walk around. You just go up to like uh, Tim Hortons. Is that the one in Canada? Is that the yeah, uh, dude? I worked there for seven years. Did you really? Yeah. That's, that's funny. We so. I, that I, okay, that that's a weird segue because I wanted to, we have some interesting parallels. You worked at Tim Hortons. I was a Dunkin' Donuts person yeah. for for many years, and then also I went to school for journalism. And correct me if I'm wrong, but are you in school still, or did you? What, what's the what's the timeline there? Nah, I went to school. Well, I went to school for business when I was 19 for four days, and I dropped out. Because uh, after that, half my money was gone. So I was like, I fucking yep. hate this. Worst comes to worst, I'll reapply next year if I decide it's what I want to do. And then I ended up going to school for journalism. Um, I had a lady who lives across the street. We shared a dog with her. Uh, she had a dog that she would, uh, that her friend had, but they would both go on traveling a lot. So they would kind of just like 
have the dog like back and forth, you know, both had two moms. Um, and then when that woman no longer, like, I think she was traveling too much or something or she couldn't have the dog anymore, or maybe she just didn't want the dog anymore, which makes her sound awful. And she's probably not, she's probably an okay person. I never met her, but so my neighbor had the dog and then she needed somebody to take care of it the dog while she was traveling so we would do that and then eventually she was like you want to just like have the dog like every other week so we shared a dog with her and she was a career counselor and it kept saying like you should do journalism and i was like i don't know how to, i fucking hated english class in high school <laughs> um but then i did a writer's craft class in like grade 11 or 12 and like i think i must have missed like the you know the few classes where they taught us proper grammar when i was in grade three or whatever because i didn't know how to use a column for fucking anything other than a list that was all i understood oh, list man. okay and uh and the writer's craft class kind of like re-hammered some of those concepts into your head and i was like oh i can kind of do this grammar thing it also helped that they let me write about whatever i want so i basically uh you know being a metalhead i basically wrote about killing people for all my assignments uh wow. i'm surprised i didn't get sent to the you know counselor and get you know expelled or something but uh bless my teacher for realizing that I was a uh, fairly benign. And uh, yeah, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to school, school for journalism. So I did. Uh, I just said journalism really weird. Speaking of saying words weird. Um, I went to journalism school for three or two years. And then I went to media studies school with my transfer credit for three more years. So five years in total. And I have a diploma or a degree in two diplomas. And then I was in school last last semester for uh like advertising copywriting and then I, dro I dropped out i thought i wanted out of music and now i'm fucking they, they pulled you back in yeah because yeah, i i watched uh a little bit of uh the the the, the video that you did with a and p reacts going over your top five albums of 2020 oh uh, yeah 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 I, I didn't know a single one of those bands by the way I didn't, I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, it sounds about right. I like pick some weirdo shit usually. I, uh, you know, it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not going to, people like, people were commenting this and being like, oh, yeah, usually not. It's like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to tell you that the fucking Trivium album is my favorite album of the year, even <laughs> even if it was, because what the fuck does Trivium get out of that? And I'm doing this because I want to support music and push bands yeah. and whatever. So it's like, even if Trivium was my favorite, I might say, you know, not no, no, no hate on Trivium, like awesome band and very forward thinking in terms of, you know, taking out younger bands and, you know, yeah. um, you know, being on Twitch and, and live streaming. They bought like a fucking airport hangar or whatever. So no hate on Trivium. I'm just using them as like an example of a band who doesn't need a fucking media push from me. You know, so people were commenting that like, oh, this guy's trying so hard to fucking do. It's like, no, dude, I can fucking I can fucking name your, you know, I, like whatever came out last year. That was like a big one. Like, I, I, I can't think I of it now. I watched your review to Architects. I watched your review for the new Architects record. Yeah. You were a fan of that. Sounded yeah. Like. Yeah, I like I like plenty of that stuff. But it's like it's not my favorite a, a lot of the time because it's not necessarily the most like boundary breaking stuff. And it's like I said, it, they don't need me, you know, like they don't need me to say this is my favorite album of the year. Right. So I don't know, man, like I'm not going to say something's my favorite if it's not if I don't like it. But like if it comes down to two albums and I love both of them and one of them is a smaller band and one of them is a band who doesn't need it. Like, of course, I'm going to shine a light on the smaller one. Yeah. And I think that that's really important because I think especially, um, you know, for your line of work, writing for so many different outlets, it's easy to just put up an article about Corey Taylor fucking ran a red light or, you know, just did whatever kind of bullshit and it'll get a bunch of views. 
but I think that that's the point I think of, of, you know, music journalism and all that is to kind of shine light on these younger acts, uh, you know, these up and coming acts. And cause I mean, getting, a, I mean, when we got it, we got our first article on metal injection for our last song. I was like, Holy shit. That's like a, that's like a big deal, you know? So it, it's, it's really cool when a band gets that and it's, um, it gives them sort of a, a sense of accomplishment in some way. I think it's uh, Corey Taylor's wife has in her bio or used to at least have in her bio, the one who has to hear what Corey Taylor thinks more than anybody, which is funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's lovely. Both Corey's lovely as well. Um, but yeah, they, um, and I think the thing with publications is they kind of make their bed and they lie in it when they do that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. uh, you know, because people start to expect that kind of content from you. Um, yeah. which I think is something that, you know, noisy and vice always did is like, they have a, they had a pretty defi- like have always did well, you know, it made it sound like they're not a thing, but, um, yeah. you know, noisy is not really a thing anymore. I think any music coverage on vice is just under the vice banner. If they do any, I don't even know. Uh, I wrote one article for noisy. Um, but, <laughs> It was, but, but yeah, like they always had a good uh, defined sense of what to expect from them, which was usually longer form content. It was never like a boring news story. You know, it was sometimes a little bit wacky, like, you know, like, a, oh, I fucking uh, fed my fucking d- dog DMT or whatever, you know? I mean, like not that, cause that's like fucking animal abuse, but like that kind of like weird. Uh, Is that about like, Joe Rogan? <laughs> yeah, probably. No, but yeah, no, they, they, they would do like these, yeah, like these articles that are like, I don't know, like I did a bunch of cocaine and went to uh, uh, a meditation session or something to see how that would go or something, you know? So yeah. then, but like, as far as music, it was never cookie cutter articles, whereas like when you start to do that, uh, it, it kind of screws you. Like, and I, you know, I, I think that's one thing that I think has come good out of the pandemic which you know i don't i i I don't say that like lightly because you know a lot of terrible stuff has come out of it but if you're looking on the bright side and i'd rather it didn't happen but i have seen like a lot of publications kind of doubling down on and refinding what makes them special so i write for exclaim and exclaim start has started really focusing again on canadian content where like the like the largest canadian music magazine like we're the only canadian music magazine still in print and available across the whole country you know so we should what makes us special is that we cover a lot of these canadian bands that other people don't it's very easy to be seduced by the allure of a an easy beyonce story and this or you know what i mean and there's still value in that but when you focus too much on that you start to become just you know a part of a hodgepodge of coverage for that kind of thing and then like you're not special and you know with with alt press who I've been writing for not, not for that long, a few months, but they, um, when they started talking to me to, to write for them, they wanted me to write a lot of metal stuff. And I think that's interesting because, you know, for the longest time lately, they were, you know, kind of seen as kind of warped tour the publication. Um, and I think that them wanting to include more metal coverage is a part of them, I guess, re-diversifying and uh, kind of focusing on the umbrella of what alternative can be. Alternative doesn't have to be this one subsect of alternative, which, you know, at the time is, you know, the Warped Tory kind of stuff, or now is like 21 Pilots kind of, or back in the day, I have alternative presses when they were all like new metal and grunge and, you know, and then pop punk. And it doesn't have to be any one of those things. So I think like, it's cool that they're kind of, uh, making a 
concentrated effort to kind of re-expand to like every facet of alternative and not to be defined by any one like you know genre or moment within that so I think that that's something cool that has come out of this is that people have been like publications have been able to be like oh shit how can what can we do what do we do well because you have to do what you do well now because there's not you know there's not enough money going around so you got to do what you you do well so yeah and it's interesting because that's a really uh interesting uh intersection especially you know because like with us um you know being a band that we also do the youtube reaction videos and um it's really interesting because like, yeah, I, I went to school for, I went to school for journalism, but I like to talk. So it was just like a perfect mixture for me, but it's really interesting that you say that about the, these publications because the same thing works with reaction videos. I mean, you can go look at these reaction channels that'll have a, you know, a good amount of subscribers, but if they react to the same, you know, Nightwish, baby metal, like these very big, you know, rabid fan base bands, you look at like a reaction to anything that's not that. And it's like 50 times less the views. It's just, it just, that's the same thing that happens. And um, I know with us, uh, it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, we, at the same time, you know, we put like a, you know, a short snippet of our song at the beginning of the reactions, hopefully to, Oh, if you're going to check out this, you know, born of Osiris reaction, maybe you're, you're a fan of us and you'll find us and blah, blah, blah. But we also want to use it to promote, other bands as well because there's there's something really special about when you listen to a band you're like i've never heard this band before you kind of go in with no expectations and then they just kind of blow you away yeah hell yeah yeah no it's uh yeah you just gotta find balance right like you can do like those bands but you got to do the bigger ones and um you know in in doing that you just you just got to be smart about you know, prioritizing it and, you know, uh, yeah. do, do you have to be the first one to react to this new giant band? Like, no, nah, you can do it tomorrow. You know, you'll still be fine. You'll still get a bunch of views. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure you get more if you get the first one or whatever, but um, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, you gotta, there's gotta be balance. I, another thing that fucking people try to do with the reaction video thing. A lot of the times is, you know, there's, there's success of like, what's his face, Alex Hefner, where he's like rap fan or whatever. Yeah. And like, everybody wants their own fucking rap fan. It's like, oh, like I, 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 I there are like these, uh, like I've seen some while I've been, you know, like looking at the brand of sacrifice ones, I've seen like band manager and, and talent producer or something. And like all these things. And it's just like, it's really weird that people like feel that they need that when they, I don't think you do. Like, yeah, it's it's the titling. It's just something that's sort supposed to be like. I remember hardcore Kima. That guy cracks me up, but he he really fed into it. He was just like Corey from That So Raven reacts to it. Yeah, well, that shit's that shit's funny. (laughs) That shit's funny. But I mean, I mean, I think, and I think, like, the thing is with like uh, with Alex Hefner saying like rap fan, like that contextualizes his reaction videos of this is maybe why he might hear this differently. And that actually adds something Whereas some of these things, it's like, it's like, if you say, if you're saying like, Oh, I'm, you know, like circus clown reacts to this, but then you don't do anything like circus clown related in it or talk about anything. It's like, huh? Like you don't need that title, man. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's something I've noticed that I don't really fully understand. Um, if it doesn't add any context to it, it's just like a weird, uh, 
flex, I guess. I that's gonna, that's going to be the next title to our next video. I'm just going to put circus clowns react. I'm going to, I'm going to see how it does. I'm going to try yeah. that. I'm going to try Hell that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's interesting. Um, because I'm telling you, man, and, and you see it all the time. There, there's something about people when they look for reaction videos, like they're like, they'll look up a, a metal band and if they see, and I hate to say it, but it, it's true. If they see, you know, a non-white person reacting to metal, they're like, Oh my God, this is like, <laughs> this is an experience that I didn't know existed. I must, I must watch this. Um, and that, that, and that, and that's what happens. And I, I don't know why, but it, it's very bizarre. Like, that's why, um, you know, like uh, you see some of the comments on these reaction channels that will have um, a female in them as well. And people yeah. just go absolutely crazy over that. Uh, and not for the opinions or anything like that, but just because there's a girl in them. That's Yeah, I mean, like, that's why I guess people have to, I guess that's why people title it, right? Like, yeah. Like I, a, yeah, I know. mean, for us, I think when we titled it Metalcore Band Reacts, uh, partially it was because you would be surprised at the amount of people who didn't know that we were a band when yeah, I thought yeah. it was blatantly obvious, but I, I, I guess not. So we started doing that. And then also, uh, you know, I guess we kind of go into it because Adam is more of like the technical guitar guy and he can really provide a lot of the, yeah, so, you know, the the, the, the tremolo picking on the set, you know, he can provide, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, so it, it's interesting, I guess, in that way. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's what's really cool about it is that it's really opened up a lot of doors for, you know, meeting people like you or like, uh, you know, talking to the guys from Brand of Sacrifice or all, all these different bands that like, you know, we were just a regular old band from New Hampshire. And now we've been able to really talk to these other bands and talk with really intelligent, smart people in this industry, such as yourself. Uh, debatable. Well, thank you, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, not debatable that we've spoken, but, you know, that's 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 <laughs> on that's on camera right now. There's no denying that. Um but debatable on the intelligence. Thanks to you though. Uh, yeah, man. No, I mean, it's funny. I didn't even think about the fact that you guys have metalcore band, but again, that gives, I think that gives context. If you're reacting to metalcore, it, it, it gives uh, perhaps the context that you might be predisposed to that style because you play that style. It also gives context that maybe you're picky with that style because you're playing that style. So you know what you like in that style. If you review a deathcore or if you react to a deathcore band, you know, there's a chance that you guys might be like, ah, this is a bit too like heavy for me. Like it, it does contextualize it in a way that sometimes those like made up titles. I'm just like that. that nobody needing to know that shit, you know? Nobody yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Like a uh, grocery store clerk reacts or, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, all right, like, sure. I mean, like, unless you're going to, unless you have insight on the bands, like what they buy when they go buy fucking groceries, you know, like whatever. This band buys ramen noodles, support them. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's, it, it is funny, but nah, man, I, um, it, it's great. I, I remember when I, you know, I did the, the brand of sacrifice album reaction. It was so cool for you guys to come into the chat and hang out. And that was crazy. I mean, that was so cool. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I love. That the, that was a live one, like on Twitch or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. That was cool, man. We did. That was, that was fun. Like we just, I don't remember why, like, we were on Twitch all day that day, like kind of like, I think the guys had like a couple interviews and then we were just like kind of bouncing around and like, you know, we would like, Oh, like let's raid this person or whatever. Yeah. We were just kind of bouncing around Twitch all day. It was kind of fun, you know? Yeah. And uh, I thought, I thought Leo's comment of uh, the gatekeeper was very, was very funny. I liked that. I, I, I would like to, he was, I'd like to talk to him about that. What do you say? I don't remember what he <laughs> said. No, he was just saying, he was like the gatekeeper. He was being funny. I knew that he Hell was yeah. being serious, but 
I thought it was really uh, it was really funny because it's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting kind of being labeled as like uh, it's weird like being like in a band but also being like a tastemaker because I don't really consider myself a tastemaker. I'm like I just want to listen to these bands because I love this type of music. And I mean, listen, I'll just call a spade a spade right now. You know, we're a band. If I get the chance to talk to, you know, like I have like Polaris or something like that. I mean, who knows what that sets up for the future? I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know that, if, believe it or not, we've played with Brand of Sacrifice. I oh, hell yeah. That, I, <laughs> I don't funny. know how that hell happened, yeah. but it did happen. And let me tell you, we were definitely the pop band on that bill. Um, what, what, what was that tour? I was with um, Rings of Saturn, Enterprise, Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, man, there was one other band. But I believe Brandon Sacrifice was the first band on the main bill. Yeah, yeah, oh, that was Angel Maker was on that, Angel too. Maker. Yeah, yeah. It's, yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah, no, I. Oh, <laughs> it's just so funny thinking back to that show because we were definitely not, <laughs> especially that music we were playing back then was not, working out for that bill because Brandon sacrifice um i believe their last album god hand was like a lot it was still deathcore but it was different from lifeblood because yeah, like, it was slammier you know yeah. yeah and it's like you said like with lifeblood it's like the heaviest because i see the tweets all the time they're like i i you know i i used to not like deathcore but now Brandon sacrifice got me into deathcore and i think that that mission has been accomplished yeah that's those are my favorite comments. I mean, I'll, like, I love the comments from people who love Deathcore, who love the band, but I like when people are like, you know, uh, my friend Dean, he writes for uh, Decibel with me and he writes for, you know, Metal Hammer and a bunch of other places. And he told me that he used to be like the guy at, I think, Terrorizer Magazine. He was like the fucking destroyer of Deathcore. Like one out of 10, this is the worst shit. Like what the fuck? And he, <laughs> he was very uh, like, and he, he would tell me, you know, he, he's from the uk man he'd just fucking you know he'd be bluntly honest if 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 if, uh if he didn't like it so the fact that he was uh, like those comments i think are really cool um not to diminish the fact that you know deathcore fans love it because that's awesome and that's you know we wouldn't be where we are without those people but you know the metalcore kid being like i don't like music with gutturals but i like this or like somebody being like i don't like deathcore at all but like you guys are you know like the people's like some of those people say like you know like you can tell like that we are writing songs you know it's not like yeah. riff salad like some deathcore and i think and i think that like i think that's an unfair thing for to say about a lot of deathcore bands i feel like a lot of the things levied at deathcore are uh like endemic of the problem of what deathcore became from like you know young kids who didn't really know how to play and like they were like well i can go dun 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 but like there are a lot of talented bands in it who do like write songs and whatnot and i just think you know. uh so I just don't think that's really fair, um, you know, to, to fully say that, but I understand why people fall into that. So I'm, I'm basically saying that because I don't want, you know, other bands who play Deathcore to think that I'm like being like, oh, you don't write songs. It's like, no, like there are plenty of talented bands at Deathcore, but I just, um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, those comments are really cool. Um, yeah, we want to be the heaviest band that people who like metalcore listen to. You know, we want to be that band you know, yeah, like, I... like Suicide Silence was back in the day kind of thing. Yeah, and the, you know that. Yeah, no, that that's actually a great kind of comparison because I, I, the, the thing is, is that like I don't know what it is with deathcore because I'll definitely delve into those areas. I'm just kind of like I, 
I'm really pretty much the way that I approach music is that if I like it, I like it. I don't really care, um, you know, how it's, you know, categorized or whatnot. But I think with Deathcore, what I had found for, there was like that period there where I don't know what it was about the genre, but it was just like, it was either just like dun, 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 or it was just like a bunch of sound just coming at you and you couldn't really figure out why or like differentiate like what is happening it was just like just like is like well, let's just make this as brutal as possible um that that that's how i felt anyway maybe i'm wrong but no there's definitely uh yeah and i mean like i think like the other thing that's that's hard with deathcore is that uh it was a thing for a while back in like you know 2007 2008 2009 and then it kind of fell off for yeah. many years and like you know, I was talking uh, to Andy from Dire Is Murder the other day. Like, they were, like, the only new band keeping it alive. And then, like, other than that, there was a lot of, like, the down-tempo stuff that was super popular, which isn't my vibe at all. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, and I think that that beca- became what people associated the genre with is just, like, that hyper-simplified um slow chuggy slam stuff. worldwide just, just say it just say it slam yeah worldwide. yeah yeah so i mean what what's i mean the, the ironic part is back then slam worldwide was probably actually posting slam but now it's what slam worldwide's parts posts now and yeah i mean i don't know i have theories about this i think those fans i think those fans maybe kept the acacia strain pumping uh until now when finally kids who grew up on hardcore music have kind of like admitted that they grew up on the acacia strain you know where they were too cool when they found uh you know terror or whatever they were too cool for a while for uh for for the acacia strain so i think you know now that band has like a really good i think second life and i think they've earned it you know by consistency but not even just consistency like i'd say they're better than they've ever been you know but i think that that kind of down tempo thing kind of kept you know it, it, like a lot of those bands drew influence from from the acacia strains so kind of kept them going until now they have like a second life where like they're appreciated by people who like a lot of different genres of extreme music yeah because i i mean i i i know for us um you know we we get a lot of requests for a lot of like these uh you know heavier style bands to check them out and I know that, like you know, the band Distant just came out with an EP, I believe. So, if you, by the way, if you're if you're a fan of that style or the band, make sure you go stream that. I just they're just one of those bands that I just can't get into. Um, and and I, and I think maybe I don't know if it's the songs that I checked out, but a lot of it is just it's very slow for me. And I like I I kind of come from like a um, I guess like a thrashier kind of background. It's funny you mentioned Trivium because Trivium was one of those bands or like Lamb of God or I went out to As I Lay Down, just like the I just like the up-tempo kind of faster, thrashier stuff. So when I hear those types of songs or bands that are like super down-tempo and just super slow, I'm like, oh my God, I can like feel, I can feel the blood pumping through me because it's just so slow and I just can't get into it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I th- I appreciate with that with that distant band. Well, one, they're Dutch like I am, but two, they're I appreciate that they're like building like a world with like their whole like it's all like concepts and they all like tie in together. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. called like Tyranitoria or some shit. Like that's their like world. So I appreciate that. Uh, musically, uh, not totally my thing. Um, 
but I can appreciate that. And I can, I can imagine if I eventually sat down and listened to it a bit more, I might be able to kind of delve into it through uh, the world building that they've done and appreciate the songs for helping build the world. I just haven't had the time to do that yet, but I know the, the of sulfur guys uh, really like that band a lot. And they, they talked to them. Uh, they started talking to them online just because they like their band. So um, oh, cool. They, they must be nice guys and, you know, more power to them. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. The low and slow kind of thing is not really my, uh, my cup of tea um so uh yeah but i do appreciate the 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 you know multiple world like the building a world through like multiple releases that all tie in together that's like that's cool as hell that is really cool i I did not know that that is that is super cool actually um so for you doing you know listening you know obviously managing two bands and then also writing about a bunch of different bands do you how do you find yourself um and this is kind of a question because, you know, I, we're about 500 reaction videos deep now. Like, how do you find yourself to still remain, like, pumped or excited about, like, ch- finding new bands? Or, like, have you ever gone to a point where you've kind of been, like, kind of jaded where you're just like, oh, I just, all this stuff sucks? Or, you know, have, like, what what's that like? Yeah, I mean, that's why I went to school, right? I thought I wanted, I thought I wanted, what the hell? I thought I wanted out of music. Um, and... I thought I got, I was really burnt out earlier on like in like quarantine or whatever you want to call it. Um, where I said that I, um, where I didn't listen to, sorry, where I didn't listen to music for like a whole month, like at all, anything. Um, and that's scary when that's, you know, you're all you've done for fun and all you do for money and all you do for, you know, basically, uh, yeah, everything. So that was scary. Uh, but generally what happens when I get burnt out is I'll just find a band and then that band becomes a very special band for me because they kind of got me out of that. Um, you know, it happened with this band Vatican back in the day, uh, oh, years I've ago. Yep. Yeah. Where I was like pretty burnt out on everything. And then I like heard them and I was like, yo, like, this is everything that I want in music right now. Um, and so like they became a special band for me and I worked with them through my label. Um, and that was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, sometimes it's just nothing speaking with you and you're speaking to you and then you got to change styles or, you know, whatever. Um, it's kind of, and yeah, I think speaking about music is kind of a fucking stupid thing. Cause a lot of the time, like you can't really, put into words why something speaks to you over something else. Like it's not objectively any better, but it's just is. Um, So I, you know, I think that, you know, in some ways what I do for a job is fucking farce, but uh, I'm still doing it kind of, I'm more pivoting to the marketing thing. I'm kind of overwriting all the time. I'll do it here and there for fun probably, but I don't really have any uh, dreams of being a full-time journalist. Yeah, no, uh, no, that it's, I used to write about the NFL, which is, I mean, also just kind of, uh, I mean, it's a little bit more quantifiable, I guess, but it's still kind of like one of those things where it's like, I think this team will do this this year. And everybody's like, you idiot. I gotta it's, like, it's like, it's like with music too. It's like, there's so many reaction videos we've, we've done where I'm just like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I like it. I don't, I can't really like, put into words why i just there's just something about it that i just i just really like it and then it's like but you can't say that for a reviewer in your case write it i mean you can't just write i just like it i mean yeah you just can't you just can't do that 
it's good. Fuck you. Listen to it. You know, and that's, I, I don't know, man. Like, I just like, I'm sick of having to justify why something's good or why it's bad. It's like, I just want to listen to music and enjoy it and whatever. So, um, I, I don't know, man, how many times can I come up with a new way to say something's really heavy? You know, I just like, I've said it so many times and it's funny. Cause it's nothing that anybody else will notice. Like you think anybody else is going to re- remember if I fucking like, like sort of like repurpose like a description that I used in a review 12 years ago. No, but I'll remember and I'll feel like a fucking sham. <laughs> um, I, uh, I can understand why obviously you want to do the marketing stuff, but I, I, but I don't know, man. I mean, you can definitely speak to this more than I think I, I could or pretty really anybody else. Are there people like you though, who kind of really want to promote those younger bands? Like are, are there people like that? I mean, I obviously you're kind of in a more niche sphere in that way but i mean like again for like an alt press i mean a lot of these bands that you would i mean for example that you had mentioned in a and p reacts that video they're never going to see the light of day on alt press without a guy like you yeah yeah and uh, hopefully there is another guy like me and i think there will be uh and there probably are but you know i gotta fucking eventually i gotta look out for my own sanity listen you have a responsibility bradley okay you're not quitting yeah, fuck that. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> I'm kidding. I want you to be happy because you're yeah, the when, when I make when I have enough money to like live comfortably and shit, then I can just fucking you know I can here I'll boost a post about some fucking band I like. There we go. I don't know, man. I just I don't know. I I, I just like my priority shifted. I can't you know you can't just fly the flag for somebody else forever. Yeah. Eventually, you've got to fly the flag for yourself and your own sanity and your own. Uh, oh, that's yeah. Very, so uh, I'll, I'll work. I'll work how I can in that but it's definitely not going to be the be all end all for me no for sure and but i didn't even ask you how old are you by the way i'm 30 you're 30 okay i'm 28 so we're we could have went to high school together that's good that's good because yes. I'm, I'm sick of talking to these young kids you know everybody's like 22 23 and they're way ahead of me and i'm just like this is this is this is crap i don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't like this reality check here yeah but, uh, since you're the new death core marketing king yeah, apparently. <laughs> I want to want to ask you about two very controversial bands that have been dubbed deathcore in the past, and I want to get your feelings and opinions on if the labels have ever been true or are true. All right. And I think I think I know what you're going to say, but I just want to go through them. I want to get your this is a professional opinion, Brad. Are you up for the task? Yeah, probably, maybe. I hope so. Very modest. Okay. Uh, Amir. No, they're not a deathcore band. They don't have death metal riffs. They're not a deathcore band. They have, I think the problem is they came up with those bands. It's not a problem, but, sorry, it's not a problem, but like it's just the, the reality. Identity they, crisis. Yeah. They came up around those bands and they had a similar um, desire to be super down-tuned and heavy. And people took that as being deathcore, but there's no death metal in it. So it's like, I don't know what you would call them. Like, super down-tuned new metal core before that was a thing i don't know man but like you know there's no death core in it and i don't think that they would like there's no death metal in it so how could it be death core and i don't think that they would deny that it's just like a lot of the death core bands had those super down-tuned like super brutal breakdowns and amir had those too but in the absence of death metal parts no they're not a death core band See, I I, lo- I love that right there. That is the that is the alt press article we need from Brad. That's yeah. what we need. And then the second one, Attila. Yes, Attila is a deathcore band. They have death metal riffs. Um, 
they have you know different stuff and they're a bit riff riff salady and you know sometimes there'll be a southern riff and then sometimes there's this and the rappy parts but like at their at their base i there are death metal riffs there are blast beats there are even gutturals um and stuff and i think yes they're a deathcore band at their base but they're a different style of deathcore band um where they incorporate other influences that not a lot of deathcore bands do interesting see i I like see now again those are the articles that i would love to read because i see all the time that people dub uh, because as you probably have come to i don't know if you've seen it on any of my social media or anything i'm a massive amir fan i mean like massive i mean oh i love amir i love amir they're just not a deathcore band yeah no it doesn't mean they're bad they're not a deathcore band no that's not what i'm saying at all because i i just never understood the 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 deathcore label because i think of a uh, band like you know brand of sacrifice for example and i'm like that's deathcore to me, uh, but yeah. I, like um, Amir's—they're they're closer to a like a like a heavier Limp biscuit than a than a than a deathcore band. Yeah, yeah. People mistook the heavier part and didn't think about what the other, you know, the key ingredients were alongside that heaviness. So, yeah. And I also brought that up too because there's kind of like a running meme with me and like this podcast and our reaction videos that I always find a way to bring up a mirror at least once, no matter what the conversation is, it is always manages somehow to sneak its way in. Hell yeah. You could also brought up the fact we got Frankie on a song. There you go. That well, that see that listen, that's where the segue is going here, Brad. All right, I, all right. I, <laughs> Yo, I do your job too, motherfucker. I know how to do this shit. You're very good at it. I like that. I'm very good at that. Um, okay. So you had multiple features on the new, uh, brand of sacrifice record yes. now there's a couple of things i want to talk about uh first the overarching just uh premise of features now i think with metal um a lot of people a lot of bands have never really gotten into the idea of collaboration um mm-hmm. why do you think that is up until kind of recently Cause they're stupid. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, why would you not want to work with your friends? I think, I don't know, maybe it's a competitive kind of thing. They're like competing with each other. Maybe, you know, you're in a band and you're already dealing with fucking like four different people and four different, you know, egos. Not to say that everybody has an ego, but everybody has, everybody has an ego, even if they don't have like an over exaggerated ego, you know, I have an ego, you have an ego. It's just not necessarily uh, an off-putting ego um but it's you know your personal um i don't know what the definition of an ego is but it's like your personal belief in yourself and what you deserve or i don't fucking know um but you know so maybe it's like you're dealing with too many people whereas like in rap it's like it's like yeah you got your producer you know maybe a couple producers but they kind of work on it and then you come in and you do your part and then it's like well I, i can get this guy on here i don't know um but i think it's cool that bands are doing more and more of that and i think it's it takes it's going to take a while to fully be embraced because like for me you know full hell put out that collaboration album with mersbau and i'm like you know there's like in my head i'm like is this a legitimate full of hell album or is this like its own thing Mm. and i don't know like i i just feel like there's probably a more defined answer in the rap world like is that whatever crown 
capture throne, whatever the fuck it is from Jay-Z and Kanye West. Like, is that a Jay-Z album? Is that a Kanye West album? Is it a both album or is it its own thing? Uh, and I feel like they have a more nuanced answer for that. Whereas like, I was just like, ah, is this a full hell album or is this like its own thing? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's cool. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool that people are collaborating. Yeah. And I just think of a marketability standpoint, especially if you have like a diverse, which Brandon Sacrifice had, if you have like a diverse kind of grouping of these bands or these people who are part of these bands, that just really opens you up even more. So, I mean, that really ties into who was featured on this album. Number one, I believe the first one, if you're going, I'm going to pull up the Spotify real quick because I want to make sure I get the, the tracks in order. But I believe the first Frankie's first. Was Frankie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, That's actually the only one I had anything to do with. Everybody else was like locked in, like in, like without me. Um, interesting. Okay. So explain how you, uh, how you tie into the Frankie uh, feature. Uh, so Frankie is in a mirror, obviously on Sharp Tone. Sean from Sharp Tone used to be their manager. Uh, but then, you know, he became their label. So he was no longer their manager. Um, okay. You know, I think, and um i sean used to manage a band called like pacific who i used to tour manage so i knew sean from that so we were talking about potential people that we would want and i think i brought up frankie and the guys like oh, that'd be cool and i was like well let me text sean so i texted sean uh he's i, I said could you you know put us in contact he goes yeah email me uh i'll forward it to him uh, i think we probably had it locked in within an hour it was pretty fast he must have had his phone open or something frankie because it was pretty pretty painless to you know lock it in really quick uh, obviously we didn't have the vocals within an hour but it right, was right. all like you know deals done like we're gonna do it let's go uh within an hour that's awesome yeah no frankie uh in my experience because he was the first guest i had on this podcast i was like i gotta start this off big and i mean for a guy who's been around for you know it's 2003 or whatever it is at this point when amir really kind of first started to form or whatever uh for him to do that i thought that was super cool and i actually had for the song that i had showed you uh that we're going to be releasing i actually hit him up to see if he would want to feature on it and at the time we just couldn't swing it financially but like, he was super open to it, super nice guy. And I just think that that really speaks to who he is. And I think he's a very misunderstood character. Yeah, I mean, I, I've talked to him a little bit and he's been nice to me in the few times that I've spoken with him. Uh, I, I I, don't know, man. I, you know, I, I know people who have worked with him. I know ex-band members of his. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's been nice to me, man. That's all I can say. I can't really speak beyond that. Yeah, no, I, I, so what I was going to also say too, is that, you know, if I didn't know who Brandon Sacrifice was, I mean, that right there would get me to go check them out because of, you know, who, you know, my fandom level and whatnot. So that right there, you get a certain section of fans there. Um, Cause I don't know how much the overlap is between Brandon Sacrifice and Amir, but I'm sure it's not a lot, uh, you know, initially. Um, maybe it is more than I, uh, maybe it's more than I'm giving it credit for, but then, from there, you have Ben Doer, which I mean, he's like, I mean, come on, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, I mean, he's Ben Doer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking uh, Kyle and him traded vocal spots on tour. Um, like he, Ben would do a part in Charlotte, and Kyle did a part in The Heretic Prevails. Um, so it was, oh, wow. you know, pretty uh, easy to, you know, we. You know, we toured with them for whatever, like two and a half weeks or some shit. So it was pretty easy to be like, hey, do you want to do this? Uh, we had already performed 
together. Uh, so it was, yeah, it just made sense, you know? Yeah. And I think that right there, I think that that also just kind of speaks to the, the, the heavy genre. I think that that's just going to make that section of fans happy. I mean, they're going to be like, hell yeah, that's fucking awesome. Um, but then perhaps the biggest curveball of all is I'm, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his last, like your last name. I can't pronounce Eric's last name. Can you, can you help me out with that one? Eric Vandlerberg, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just Eric Vandlerberg. I don't <laughs> yes. know. I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. He's really nice, though. I've talked to him a bunch on uh, on Instagram. He likes. Uh, he bought some skull from uh, this, you know, company that makes fake skulls for all these uh, like, like superheroes and stuff. And there's oh, the, cool. yeah, there's a Carnage one that I need to pick up, and it hasn't been in, on sale. But he, I think he got the Venom ones. We were talking about that. And uh, we both want the Carnage one. So we eagerly await it going on sale so we can get one. Um, Hell yeah. But yeah, he, he just likes the band a lot. Um, yeah, I think the story goes that he sent a friend to the Michigan summer slaughter date to get him a hoodie because um, he couldn't be there. I think they were probably on tour playing some big dick festival somewhere. <laughs> um, and yeah, so he went out of his way to do that. And uh then he wore it in a promo photo for them and he's just you know a fan of the band and he's been very kind so i guess the guys asked him and voila you know he he i i think he had said that he was you know a little worried to go i think the the phrase was to to you know be alongside the goat of vocals kyle um but he kind of i mean i think he 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 camouflages into the song pretty well like if you're not aware that it's there like you could think that it's just kyle doing a slightly more mid mid tone because he kind of like brought his register down from like a like a mid range to like a lower mid range so i think he did he did a good job of you know being you know if eric was in a deathcore band like this would be where he sat i think he did a pretty good job of of, of that you know fitting being being a more brutal version of himself yeah and just uh you know for just myself just kind of like just being aware of stuff going on i know that eric like he'll bust out some of like those deathcore gutturals when he's doing like i prevail shows and certain parts like that i know he's a fan of you know kind of the more extreme side of metal as well so that must have been just fun for him as well and uh yeah yeah and i mean listen i mean i can't i mean it'd be, it'd be so cool for like you know he's promoting it and all the different all the i prevail fans I mean, that right there, have you seen, uh, you know, just from monitoring everything going on, have you seen people who have found Brand of Sacrifice specifically? From- uh, I don't know. No, I don't think I have. I'm sure it hap- I'm sure it's happened, yeah. but I can't think of, you know, specifically seeing that and being like, uh, I did see that it was on their... Um, the I prevail Reddit. I saw that it was there because I was searching brand of oh, sacrifice that's, that's on, cool. on Reddit. And I saw that it was posted on there and I, yeah, I just went on there. I, I just like looked it up right now to see if it was still there and it's still, it's still there, uh, which is cool. I don't know. Let me see. There's like a thousand people on here, so it's probably going to be there for a while. Um, just yeah. kind of chilling, um, which is cool. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's no comments on it. It just has a bunch of, thumbs up or whatever on reddit the up up arrow 
Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I wish there was comments because I could tell you yeah. people, like what people thought about it. But uh, I, I, I hope there are, have been some I Prevail fans who. I'm I'm sure that I mean just statistically speak, I'm sure there's got to be. And I did, I mean, and I just think I think that from what I had seen, like people were like when, it, when the album was announced and you know the Eric feature was there, people were like, "What, Eric? That's sick! What? That's gonna be so cool!" You know. So I think people were really hyped about that. I mean, it's the most popular song on the album, at least on Spotify, that wasn't a single. So that says something. It that, just, it, and that it ju- was, yeah. It just surpassed 100,000 plays uh, on Spotify, oh, which is cool. Uh, a- Animal will, by when Spotify updates tomorrow, Animal be, will be over 500,000. Uh, Prophecy of the Falcon might be over 100,000 too. Mortal Vessel might be over 100,000 too. So it's it's cool, man. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Oh, Follow the Inhuman is the most popular non-single song on the album and i think it's my personal favorite on the album right now i mean i've gone through a range of of favorites on the album it was uh it was animal at first when it was called shark tank it was called shark tank that was a working title for it uh and leo sent us like a minute and 20 seconds of it and i was like this is the best song you've ever written like 100 uh and i still believe that in some ways uh i just prefer for the inhuman right now um but and then i liked lifeblood a lot you know seeing it come to i kind of like that one that one i really experienced come together like demo by demo like it was like nothing and then it became something and i was like i guess we're gonna have a self-titled track here um which is it's funny i'm like not a self-titled but an album track um and i i have a weird relationship with those sometimes i don't like them i think historically i haven't like always been fond of them but now there's uh there's some other band that i'm uh that i'm working with who i can't talk about but um you know they uh it's it's a while down the line before anything comes out about that um but they have a uh album title like a title track and it's one of the it's one of my favorite ones there too so maybe i'm coming around on the uh on the title tracks uh but yeah i remember that i was just like oh okay cool we have a title track sure and then uh eventually it became like my one of my favorite ones um and then the intro i remember when they uh that's a nasty intro <laughs> yeah dude it's pretty fucked yeah when they sent it to me i was like jesus fucking christ uh it's that's uh leo's uh fiance who says the the quote at the start too oh that's uh, that's cool the story goes that he woke her up from a nap and just shoved a mic in her face and told her to say it uh and she did um and Gotta love she, that. she doesn't like it because she thinks that she sounds like lois from family guy because she's from connecticut uh or, so, or something like that is that where lois from i don't fucking know she doesn't like it she said she sounds like lois from family guy which i disagree i don't really hear much of an accent at all on it so i think she did great so she was my co-host during the, the during the live stream that we did like the pre like that the album like the, yeah. day, the day before uh i was live streaming on my instagram just pointing my camera at the computer screen and telling people to go watch the brand of sacrifice stream and she co-hosted and we just talked the whole time it was fun that's awesome. No, that that's a great intro because a lot of times, as I'm sure that you're aware too, a lot of times intros are kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, awesome. Next, you know, it's like it's kind of just like there for a lot yeah. of things. Um, but they no, they, I don't know, man. Just sonically speaking, everything is just so sick, and uh, so. I, I mean, guess- it's the it's the eighth most popular song on the album, so 
there is on Spotify. So there is another song proper that is less popular than the two interludes. And yeah, so it's more popular than a proper, like legitimate full on song. And then no, two, two legitimate songs and then two interludes. So, yeah, my top three tracks are lifeblood at one, uh, full of the inhuman at two and prophecy of the Falcon at three. Those are my top three. Nice. Yeah. I mean, mine's probably faux, probably faux animal lifeblood. Um, but you're predisposed to like prophecy because Amir's your favorite band. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As soon as uh, I heard him come out, I was like, there we go. Listen, I love, I just love it when he just unleashes those vocals. I mean, he just. All right. Here's the fucking thing, man. Some people were like, I can't hear Frankie here. I'm like, have you ever fucking listened to him here? Cause it's pretty obvious where he is on the track. <laughs> like that, like, I'm like, I'm like, come on, dude. Like he's got such a distinctive voice and that's his voice there. Like, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Like I'm, I was yeah. like, really? Like you couldn't figure it out. Like they're like, Oh, I can't hear it. I'm like, really? Like it sounds like Frankie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, the, the Eric one is funny. Cause it took it, like, I, it's still one of those things that if I'm just listening to the song passively, if I just like, I guess yeah, you can forget, you can forget. Like if you blink, you know, you're going to forget. But with Frankie, to me, this, even just the, the way that the song was arranged, it was like building up. I'm like, okay, here comes the feature. And then as soon as I heard him, I was like, okay, that that's obviously him. But then again, yeah, I, mean, I was, I was surprised to see those comments. Cause to me, it was like a pretty distinctive sound, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I'd say it's, I mean, outside of Jamie, because he's fucking singing, but I would say other than that, it's the most distinctive one, but that might be more because I, you know, Kyle, obviously Kyle and yeah. Ben are in, you know, this, they can do the same register. I mean, Ben, you know, is a little bit more, Ben's got like a really crazy way of sounding like an insane monster, but like really uh, articulating and Kyle does too, but Ben in particular just sounds like he's speaking from hell. Um and then I don't I don't listen to traders actively like I don't listen to that band like at all so I just don't know what Tyler sounds like um, so but Frankie has such a, like a distinctive voice so other than Jamie like and like we were saying about Eric like sometimes like if you're not paying attention like it just feels like it's so it feels like such a part of the song that it just feels like a part of the song right um, so if, to me Frankie was the most distinct outside of Jamie which is obvious that it's not kyle um even though kyle can sing like a motherfucker that's not kyle uh um, yeah from the after image uh, yeah and and earth awesome. shatter which and is, earth shatter yes i get yeah. a lot of people saying we got to check that out on the reacts channel and i know listen if you want i i, I know okay i hear i see the comments i, I know i'll do it I'll, I'll eventually do it i promise that's how i originally first started like getting involved with him like we were already friends but they asked me if i wanted to like manage that band with them and i was like yeah sure uh but eventually you know you'll probably need help with brand too and they're like yeah and then i think earth shatter is like you know back then it made more sense because but now that brand wants to be the heaviest band that metal cork is listened to it doesn't make sense to just uh you know if we got like a crazy metal core tour with earth shatter it's just like damn i kind of wish brand did that because that would be great for our crossover so our yeah. earth shatter i mean I, i'm sure earth shatter will happen again it's not not gonna happen but uh yeah yeah we did i mean we didn't really push it when, when we when we put it out we kind of did the same thing that we did with brand which is just like let it happen um and then you get better yeah, better deals 
you know, because of it, because you're not, you know, desperately going to a label bagging, um, yeah, for a deal. Uh, so, you know, we just, we put it out and it got some good reception amongst our fans and, uh, didn't blow up beyond that, but it's, you know, it's loved by, by, uh, it's loved by not few, not many, but some. It's loved by some, and I appreciate. Well, I, I, mean, I mean, listen. I mean, it's two hundred seventy-six thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about Earth Shatter. Brand is oh, loved. Okay, by okay. Brand, brand has you know our our monthly number is like that's fucking insane yeah we started out we started this album cycle out with 85 85 i was gonna say i thought it was like yeah i was gonna say 80 i even undercut you a little bit more but no i I, because i remember i don't know why but i actively remember seeing that i might have been because for our playlist that we have for the band i think i put demon king on there when it first came out i remember actively seeing it was like less than 100k so to see it go up that much and that is Oh, oh dude it was it's funny because we were at 85 right and i was talking to the guys and I, I can't remember if you know we released it december 9th and i can't remember if they said that they would get 100k by the end of the album cycle or by the end of 2020 and i said are you fucked we're gonna have 100k by the end of the week and they were like no fucking way and then we did uh you know so it's uh i don't know man i uh i just believe in it and i believe in them you know, as people and as, as yeah. a band. So, so I guess from your, from your vantage point, I mean, what do you, cause obviously the guys are all super talented. And uh, from an interview that I uh, heard uh, you do with, with Dan uh, Defonce, uh, these guys are all talented beyond music, but they can create all the graphics. They can do all that crap. So, I mean, like they, they're very intelligent when it comes to all that. So that obviously helps you, but what do you think you added um to this i guess like marketing or album process that really kind of helped them gain more recognition because obviously the songs are different that helps you know the, the the visuals are all there but what do you think that you really like honed in on like all right here's what we're gonna do here's the cards on the table uh i mean the one thing you know that i kind of ties back into what i just said uh with me being like, we're going to have a hundred thousand this week. I mean, I think that kind of shows how differently they think than me in some ways. So having that um, push and pull, I think helps, you know, like with, you know, with vinyl, you know, variants, I, I'm not thinking with costs in mind. I'm exclusively thinking about what will do the rounds on the internet. So I'm thinking of the craziest vinyl variants that I can and how cool it would be to do this and how cool it would be to do that. And then I go to the guys and I'm like, I think we should do it like this. And then they'll say like, well, that's too expensive, but if we remove this and this, it'll look cool as hell, but we'll still be, you know, it'll still be affordable. Um, So I think we just come at things in a different way. Um, And I think that's cool. Like, um, you know, I uh, think I was, yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know why I'm good at what I do because I didn't go to school for marketing. Um, I think I attribute most of my success to the fact that I was in, in journalism. You kind of learn what tick, what makes people tick because you need mm. a story that people will click on. So I kind of started to think like that. And there's not a lot of money in journalism. So you kind of learn how to promote stuff without a lot of budget. Um, so I come from that vantage point and coming up with things that'll make people be like, wow, like the, the, the VR, 
uh, AR, whatever you want to call it thing. That was my idea. Cause I'm like, like, let's like, that would be cool. And I'm not naive enough to think that we're, you know, fucking changing the game or whatever the fuck, like making a huge difference because, you know, when Slipknot did a VR store where you could walk around the store and buy something by, you know, clicking on the wall or whatever, that was cool. Like that felt like a new use of the technology. This just felt like we were adapting this technology and it wasn't changing the game, but it was for a band in our genre of our size. It was kind of like, holy fuck, you know? And that was, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I see it. You see it a lot with bands going out on tour and they play a venue that's slightly bigger than they maybe should be playing. Mm. But now that they, now that they play in that venue, they're, they kind of like, it kind of like validates them as a band of that venue size. And they start to, have that success and like i think you know like like i said like we weren't changing the game with that but you know people were probably like holy shit and then it you know they thought that you know brand was a little bit bigger than brand actually was at the time and now we are you know that on that level which is really cool um i i don't know man i think of weird ideas all the time i'm just always thinking of weird ideas that make me laugh and you know if it makes me laugh it'll probably make somebody else laugh and um you know, there's also that, uh, you know, our Facebook fan page. I mean, the guys, I've heard them talk on an interview before that they were, um, they talked about it a little bit before, but the, when I started talking to Leo, I had a phone call with Leo. I remember I was in the, 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 the C room at my parents' house. They have a fucking room that's painted all teal and has like fucking seashells on the wall or some shit. It's my old bedroom. It's oh being a fucking... God. It's been a, it's, it's an abomination. It used to be metal Haven. And now it's like this weird fucking beach bullshit room. Um, but the bed's really comfortable. So I sleep in there when I go home. Uh, and I was in that room and Leo had asked if I could help him come up with like a album rollout plan. And I don't think Kyle was on that call. I don't know. Maybe Kyle was at work or something, but uh, it was just me and Leo came up with a bunch of ideas. And first thing I said is I want direct contact with your fans as much as possible. Um, so I was like, we should start a Facebook group and a fucking email, uh, uh, list so we did um and that kind of goes back to did i say this uh, i don't know man i've had a bunch of calls today i don't remember if i said this here on another call but like a spider web thing where it's like everything kind of feeds into itself i don't think i used a spider web uh descriptor earlier but you know where everything kind of feeds in in itself and that you know you know the people in our in our we got a great fucking community in our in our the branded ones group like it's like very supportive and everybody's really lovely and yeah. uh it's just it's 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 really it's really like a lovely community to be a part of and it it itself uh itself uh you know we don't have to we can we can go a week without posting in it and like people are still posting and talking about the band and about adjacent bands and and whatnot it's really cool um you know people you know made friends in there like real life you know, like friends that they actually talk to regularly and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's a really supportive group and, uh, it's, and they're really supportive of us in terms of financially supporting the band and, and spreading the word and stuff. And, you know, I, I just wanted that kind of relationship with, you know, the band's fans, because I think that that's really cool. Um, and I think that that's only, it's something that only a special band you know, can do. Not every band has the attention to detail um, and like, and like the time and, and, and the caring to give back to everybody like that. And I don't blame people because it's, 
you know, it's not an easy task always talking to people all the time, but uh, I, I, I knew that the brand guys had it in them and I think it's paid uh, dividends for them. And uh, yeah, man, fuck. I'm trying to think of other ideas that I, that I did. I have a fucking marketing deck somewhere on here of stuff that I, on my computer, some of stuff that I, you know, uh, played a part of. I mean, shit, dude, I fucking, I fit, I got the the PS5. I physically got the PS5. Yeah, I heard that story on uh, Dan's podcast. Yeah, it was fucking crazy, man. So I did I love I, that story. Yeah, yeah, for those I, of you, for those of you that are, uh, you know, you got to go check out uh, Brad's interview with Dan Defonce of Continental Booking. Uh, that was a fantastic story because I, I see you over here, Brad. I I know you you look like you're about to fall asleep right here. Nah, man, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm fucking. I'm chilling. I'm I'm good, dude. Right. I can talk I just, all I night. I know you had a bunch of calls today. I, I just you just have a lot of you have a lot of uh, insights, a lot of wisdom that I, I'm trying to extract from. That, that's what this whole point of this podcast is, by the way. Yeah, man. I mean, it's shit. just it's just for me to extract uh, knowledge, D- dude. I'm I, I've seen I've seen some uh you know I've seen some bands doing uh some stuff that brand did on their, uh, on their album rollout now, which we came up with and like, not that we invented it, but that we started doing it. We've seen some, oh, yeah. uh, you know, bands in and around us starting to do it. And that's, you know, the, the most flattering thing of all is that people are like, wow, like brand did that and like it worked and now they're, they're doing that, whether it's a coincidence or whether they saw it from there or, you know, whatever, but it's, it's really cool that people, you know, do that. honestly, like one of the things that I got started with them is like, I was like, I really want to focus on reaction videos because I think that that's like a big thing uh, and a good way to get in con, get in uh, touch with, you know, younger fans. And um, so I talked to Nick Nocturnal about it. Um, you know, he's from Toronto. He's a longtime friend. And yeah. uh, I was like, how do you recommend we do this? And, you know, he was like, he was like, well, I can do it. Like I can do a reaction video for you. I'd asked him if he would, you know, send it to some of his friends. And he was like, well, reaction video, people don't really like being told what to react to. So he's like, I'm going to do the videos. And he's like, people will see them and, um, maybe do it. Um, and I credit him with a lot of the success that we had in that realm. Yeah. Um, you know, really getting things kicking off, like right off the, right when the songs were dropping. And before the album came out, I don't know what the total is now, but before the album came out, we were over 500,000 views on reaction videos for this three singles. I think, I think Altered Eyes had came out like the night before. So it was mostly just the three singles. Uh, I don't even know what we're at now, but I, you know, I want to look at ours. I'm very interested in how ours did. Um, yeah. You guys were like, you guys were like, I think like at least for like, w- like at least one or two of the songs, you were like top ten most viewed um, reaction videos, uh, I think. Yeah, because I mean, also, yeah, we're at uh, I don't know, closing in on thirteen thousand subscribers. But I, what I like to, I, I think that what we have is like are like good subscribers. Like they'll they watch all the stuff that we post uh, for the most part, which is really a nice thing to have. Because yeah, like right here we have. Uh, Demon King has, you know, 11,000. We have, oh, wow, Lifeblood only has 4,500. That's disrespectful right there. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, the problem with that one is it's not a f- music video. It's a visualizer video, right? So people, really? I remember there were some reactions, um, videos where people, uh, like, it's funny because people were saying, like, that they felt, like, ripped off. And I'm like, it li- they're like, this isn't a music video. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't fucking say it's a music video. In the title, it says official visualizer. It never said music video because I double checked. It didn't, uh, which I thought was funny. I mean, I'm not mad about it. It's just funny that people are like, it's not a music video. I'm like, yeah, we never said it was ever. It, you know, it was never a music video. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, yeah, I put, yeah, so we have 4K on uh, Animal and then 3200 on Altered Eyes. And then I posted clips from every single one of uh, the, the album reaction that I did that weren't the singles. Yeah, R- Rune has a shit ton of views. Rune has the most views on that, on your your reaction. Oh, yeah. I'm on your channel right now. It's got the most views of your reaction video um, thing, which is funny because it's the ninth most popular song on the album i think um yeah, those are the hardcores you know they i think a lot of the people who really like the heavier stuff really enjoy that and i think that they're i don't know maybe they're just more apt to search for that one i don't know but I, it's you know i can't perfect world 308 views i mean come on who doesn't want to watch a reaction video to that I mean, come on. <laughs> very disrespectful right there brad uh, uh no, but uh, it it I mean, listen, man, I, I think, and it goes back to what you said right at the beginning of this podcast. And I, it sounds bad when you say like the pandemic was actually a good thing, because, but, it, but it, I know what you mean. And cause for us, um, you know, we started doing the reaction videos at the t- like in November of 2019. And back then they were still, I think they were kind of looked at as like, uh, oh, this is kind of lame. You know, it's kind of cheesy, blah, 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 blah. But then the pandemic struck and I gotta be honest with you, people watched them more. <laughs> and so we kind of saw, you know, a huge uptick in viewership and subscriber base and all that. Um I, I think I think there's a there's a is pretty there's a cap coming. It's you know, it's I think reaction videos are kind of at their peak because everybody's doing them. And the unfortunate part right. of that is like a lot of people who are doing them don't necessarily have insights or the personality to do it so people i think are getting a little bit burnt out on it um because yeah. like they'll they'll like be like oh i'm gonna watch this and then it's like you know the person who's doing it like clearly has never you know spoken to a camera before um in a not not enough not in a cute way but in an unflattering way so i think i think it's you know gonna you know the people who are have any success in it are gonna be able to continue to but for people to continue starting channels uh, and having success, I just don't think it's going to happen in the same frequency as it has in the past. Yeah, and it's the same thing goes with podcasts. I mean, a lot of podcasts spawned out of the pandemic, and then, but yeah, no, it's. I think the thing with reaction videos is is what you said. It's about the title. It's the the titles if they indicate something that is different. Because like for for us when we started doing it, I'm like, I'm like, I, I remember I approached Adam, uh, my guitar player, with it, and I'm like. Like there's literally no other metal core bands. I mean, none, zero. I mean, so, I mean, that, that could be us. And I mean, we you know, we get the comments about, oh, the reaction band. And I'm like, hey, I'd rather be known for that than just being another random. And then not being known at all. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. And I mean, it's something you got to find something to differentiate you from the pack. And I, and I, and it's funny because I remember we first started and uh, there were some, some people in other bands that had uh, hit us up and they were like, yeah, you know, we thought about doing that. By the way, you're lying. You didn't, you, you didn't think of that. The people who messaged when we first started, people messaged me were saying that I'm like, you, you didn't think of it. And then, but anyway, they said that we just didn't want uh, our opinions to, you know, potentially sour relation. And I'm like, listen, if, for example, we'll use Kyle as an example. If I listened to demon King, I was like, this is awful. Or I, I wouldn't say that anyway. I'm not, I'm not that disrespectful. What if I was just like, Hey man, you know, like, I get it, but it's just not for me. Uh, if I said that, I don't think Kyle's going to be like, listen, Richard, I saw your reaction video, and I just want to tell you. I mean, that's just not going to happen. He's a 
he's a professional musician. I mean, he's just not going to respond that way. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like if somebody responds like that, like they're probably not going to have a very long and successful career in making art because they can't take people disliking their thing and they're putting their art out in the public there. And it's like, I don't know, man, I'm sure there are people who I fucking am friends with who think that I'm annoying as hell on camera. And you know what? I don't disagree, but you know, it is what it is. I don't dislike them for that. You know, whatever, man, like you, you piss off a couple people, but you make a lot of friends. So who cares? Fuck them nerds. <laughs> no, it's, it's so true. I mean, it really is. And I just, uh, it's, it's really cool. And I, and I, and I, it was, it was nice to, you know, I remember you had messaged me and you were like, uh, about the reaction videos and you thought that it was a, a good idea. And that meant a lot coming from you. I just want to say that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool, man. It like allows you guys to, you know, make, you know, well, one, you make connections with these bands. Oh yeah. And, and two, you know, you're probably going to get a hell of a lot of opening slots on fucking, you know, your local date when tours come because people will be like, Oh, who do we know from that area? Oh, oh those guys you know what i'm saying um yeah and then you're also you're also getting band, like bigger bands in your genre to promote your shit because they post your fucking shit you know <laughs> which is you know yeah, uh, it's true uh a nice you know side effect from it so it's uh yeah i mean like that's about the only downside that i could say is you know like oh what if we piss somebody off with it but you know fuck fucking piss baby if they cry about that like who cares who cares what fucking bunch of fucking new england motherfuckers say you know like, right. who cares like it do doesn't matter like whatever dude like if you're a cool person i don't care man i'm friends with bands i don't like and i and i fucking dislike people in bands that i do like you know that that's just the way it goes i mean that that is i mean that that, that, that sounds bad i don't dislike very many people I like no, most people. I, I, I no, I, I know what you mean. I mean, it's very possible to like somebody as a person, but you're just like, hey, man, like I, I, I have friends that don't like my music. I mean, I, I mean, it's just the way that it goes. I mean, I, not every single person in my life is like, I fucking love metalcore, man. I'm fucking so stoked that you're in a band. You know, like my girlfriend. But I mean, I, I want I, she listened to 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 coffee house music you know i mean she's not like going out you know uh, in mosh pits and uh looking for the next trivium show so i mean and my cat's meowing in the background now this this happens i try to get through one podcast without a meowing but <laughs> um but no nah, man it, it is cool and um I, like again like you got like you're a great example of it and the guys in, in brand of sacrifice is talking to them it's just a really cool thing because yeah, we went into doing the reactions in a, in a very intentional manner. We're like, not only would we have fun doing this, but I mean, like, you know, it's bound to eventually get noticed by somebody. I mean, it's just not, not going to be noticed. Um, so, and it's been cool to meet people like you and uh, you know, I mean, cause I mean, let's just call spade a spade. What are the chances that we would be talking on a podcast if not for any of this, you know what I'm saying? I mean, probably not, you know, but I, I mean, if you guys had just messaged me, I probably would have done it. I don't really care. I'll do, I'll do most things, you know, I'll, I don't care. I'll talk on podcasts. I don't give a shit. Man. Just like, but, just like buy Halo top ice cream for a dollar. Yeah, dude. It was, it was a dollar at fucking grocery outlet. I was like, what the fuck? Why would grocery I not buy outlet. this? I yeah, like grocery, grocery outlet rocks. You can get 10 beyond burgers for 10 bucks. It's fucking, I don't oh, know how man. I was vegan before I went there. It's fucking unreal. I buy like giant bags of frozen Brussels sprouts and fucking giant bags of frozen squash. And that's what I eat for lunch. Like every day, make a bunch of Brussels sprouts, a bunch of squash and a bunch of fucking tempeh. And that's all I eat all the time. 
Oh man. Okay. So I didn't know that you were vegan. That that's a whole other podcast, but uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that's interesting. I, I give you the, the props for uh, maybe it's probably not for you, but from the outside looking in the, the willpower, I guess, but it's probably not like that for you. It's probably just very easy and natural. Well, being, being fucking vegan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man, it was easy. I thought it was going to be harder. I liked meat a lot. I didn't like vegetables very much. And I just decided it was morally the right thing to do. And I decided that whatever, I'm just going to fucking try it. And if I don't fucking like it, I'll just stop. I think that stops a lot of people from, from doing it. They think like that if they say yes, like I'm going to be vegan, they just fucking signed a contract. And if they stop, they can't eat food and they're just going to die. It's like, no, you can, you can fucking try. And if it's not for you, you just like fucking stop, you know? And even if I did stop, like I opened my palate to a lot of new, uh, I was a picky eater before and now I'm not, you know, I would go get a fucking shawarma wrap and I get like two things on it. And now they're like, what do you want? I'm like everything, like whatever, yeah. what do you got? Yeah. Put it all on. Fuck it. Is there, is there fucking dairy in it? No, don't put that on everything else. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. People like to talk about yeah, like willpower for that or like the being straight edge thing. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just not in, I was never interested in drugs. Are you, are you straight edge as well? Yeah. I'm, I'm vegan straight edge. So. You see me, uh, people will never believe, but I've never drank ever in my life. Are you the same yeah. way? Yeah, me neither. I never, I, the closest I got is I had a sip of wine in my mouth when I was like 12. Like my mom was, do you want to try this? I put it in my mouth. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? And I spit it everywhere. I was like, what the fuck? People drink you're not, you're that not shit. A, you're, not, you're not a true straight edge, Brad, after that. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a poser, dude. I'm going to give you an applause for all that. Hold on. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There you go. I, just want, I have this uh, this board here, the a roadcaster, and I can put all different sounds on it. Oh, I got the roadcaster beside me too. They, they you really? It up. Yeah, they hooked it up, man. I because I'm I'm eventually starting a podcast, but you know some of this marketing stuff is kind of taking precedence for the the uh, the present. Uh, but yeah, I got a roadcaster beside me right now. Yeah, actually, I saw you in the uh, Architects album review. You had a road mic, so I, maybe there was the whole package. Yeah, they sent me a mic and a and the roadcaster and a little fucking stand thingy, uh, which is very kind. But yeah, I got to get my podcast going. But you know, what what's going to be the intention uh, for that podcast? What are, what are you going to do on there? I'm not going to tell you because some fucker is going to be watching this and they're going to jack it. Not you. I don't trust them. I don't trust other motherfuckers though. You know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And also, I know that you said you're going to be working with another band. I know you said you can't name who it is, but I want a gentleman's agreement that I get one guess. And uh, if I get it right, you have to tell me. Not on the podcast. You can guess outside of the podcast. Oh, okay. It was going to be, it was going to be, a, I was going to guess Blink-182, but you, you, ruined, uh, you ruined it. Okay. Yeah. No, it's not Blink-182. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I, okay. I thought, I just thought that you were making the, uh, the organic, uh, you know, transfer from deathcore to 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 mainstream pop punk. I I thought that that was kind of the. Uh... I'd be sick, man. I'd be rich. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh... And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, so I'll get I'll get you out of here though, because I know that you've had a long day. I know that you said that you're just chilling, but I I, I want to be respectful of your time, and we can always do this again. It's like I always make the Joe Rogan joke that you'll come back on episode 128 or something like that. You know what I mean? I mean, dude, I don't care. I'm down to whenever I, I do. I work all. It's like people are always like, when are you free? I'm like, always and never, you know, because when you work freelance, it's like you're always busy, but you're also you can always make time for somebody whenever. Uh, so that's kind of. Uh, yeah, I'm like, I don't know, man. Dude, yeah, my, my main freelance gig is I write online casino and sports book reviews. So fucking random, but it's like pays well, and it's so fucking random. Like it, what like, do you mean online casinos? Yeah, like, so, like, 
the fuck how do you review that oh this slot machine works better the visuals when i press the button look fucking better that actually they managed to uh, 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 approximate the, the 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 real slot the motion blur you see when the slots are gone like the fuck i know what do you write about have you I, read one of my articles is that what's going on here <laughs> no i never read this shit i don't even know people do that that's crazy what the fuck i saw somebody i saw there was an article on uh what the fuck website was it i think it was uh I think it was the new fury I was on it and they had a fucking thing about, they had an article about that, about fucking, uh, online casinos. I'm like the fuck. What the, why is this? Is this a thing? Like, should I be gambling on the internet? Like, dude, I, I, I've been doing it for two years now and I still to this day have never even played one of these. I have no. I don't think it makes sense. Yeah, here's an article. The New Fury has an article. The best slot machine games from NetEnt. From I NetEnt? I know I that company. Yeah. NetEnt. 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 <laughs> yeah, dude. So dude, I'm telling you, literally the reviews are like, um, <laughs> like, uh, like what? what is the live, uh, like what are the casino game lobbies? Like I'm like, uh, they're, they're extremely uh, efficient. They load fast. Everything looks great. And you feel the immersive experience of being in a casino. I swear to God, I like write that. What else am I going to write? You know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding. I mean, that dude, that's why I don't like writing out like live reviews for like concerts. Like I, I, I've done a few and that have been good, but generally it's just like they played their song pretty tight. <laughs> They jumped up and down. Ha ha. Good energy. Like fucking who cares? You know, like chances are if you're touring on a professional level, uh, you're not completely the worst live band ever. You can probably at least sort of play your songs. So it's like right. it ends up just being a bunch of I'm like, all right, like whatever. Like, I just don't like it. I don't enjoy it because you can't say it. My my favorite thing is when they send me over because it's like a it's like a company that like I don't know. I, I don't even know how it all works. Like I'm like, I, 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 I'm, I say to my girlfriend, I'm like, there's going to be a time when this is, this is like a, this is like the mortgage bubble into that. I mean, like, this is no way that this is sustainable. Like, I mean, like who, where's the money in this, you know, but like in what, in what you do or in the casinos? Well, no, in what I do, I'm just like, I don't know where this money's coming from. Like, I, it, this, like yeah. One of my best friends, man, was like writing like, a bunch of weed articles when weed first got legalized up here and like the pay that he was getting was stupid i was like i'm like you don't fucking deserve that for that. like nobody does like not him personally but like for the the amount of work that it takes to like write one of these things i'm like that's not worth that much money and then i like i was like dude i don't think this is sustainable but fucking milk it while you got it and he yeah, did and, then, and that's how i've been living for the past i'm like well because what really happened was in 2018, that's when sports betting started to become legal in the U.S. Like, it was legal, but then, like, the states had to decide on it. So it was like, oh, this state legalized it. And then I would just get a bunch of articles. It would be like, write a review for this casino, this online sports book but for these three different websites. And I'm like, okay, so I got to literally write the same review in three different ways. That's literally what it is. And I'm like, it's mystifying to me how this is even like an industry. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, Brad. I don't know where this is. Is this like a money uh, laundering scheme? Like, I mean, what's going on here? I'm going to, I'm going to fucking start doing this on the side. Are you shouldn't me? That's sick. <laughs> and I don't even remember how I fell into this either. It's so bizarre. The whole thing is extremely bizarre. Like I remember I've like interviewed for like day jobs and I like put that on my resume and they're like, so what is this? And I'm like, 
guy. Hear me out now. And they're like, no, I think everybody thinks it's like I'm actually like a drug dealer and I'm just using that as like a weird cover because it's very bizarre. All right, you, you'd be the fucking worst drug dealer ever to use that as a cover because it sounds so much like a fake bullshit thing that you'd get caught for sure. You know, I'll show you off stream. I'll show you this Slack. Ch- I'll show you it, man. This is it is wild. I, I don't know what's going on, but That's I'll weird get you. As hell. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I've blown your mind. I yeah. like it. Uh, so I'll get you out of here on this. We talked a lot about Brandon Sacrifice and rightfully so. They're coming off now, but another band that you do marketing managing for of Sulphur, uh, which has Ricky Hoover, who used to be in the band Suffocate. Yes, sir. They recently uh, launched a song that we did a reaction video for as well. Hell I'm, yeah. I'm going to check to see how many views that has. I, you know, it's a new project. Like eight, 800. I, I was on there earlier. It was like 750 or 800. Or keeping good track of this, huh? Okay. I mean, I was on it like literally, like, remember I told you I was on it earlier. Like, well, we were on this. I don't, I don't keep that. I'm not that good. I don't keep track of it with it. I was just looking at it on this interview with you. Like hourly updates uh, sent to your phone or something. No. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah. No, but- I do. I do get updates whenever we sell merch though. I get, I, I turned on notifications somehow or I just didn't turn them off. So anytime that of sulfur sells merch, I just, my phone goes ding and I go, yeah, getting paid. Does, do you have the same thing for brand of sacrifice? Nah, because we have like a bunch of different, you know, like indie merch and this and that. Oh, so okay. yeah, I was gonna say your phone that. probably never shuts up if if that's the case. Nah. Um, yeah, but uh, so what's 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 kind? Of, I know that you said on uh, Dan's podcast you're kind of doing singles, which I think is a, a great route to go on for a new uh, establishing band. Yeah. Uh, so what's kind of the uh, what's kind of the plans? Anything kind of beyond that, or just. Uh, in terms of like, you know, every six weeks, uh, eight weeks, uh, anything in, in any kind of plans like that? Yeah, man, I don't know. We got to, I, I don't even know what's done. You know, like I've, <laughs> I have a bunch of demos, but I just don't know which, what, like where they're at and if they're like, they're not mastered or like whatever. So I don't fully know. I, uh, uh, I gotta, you know, we gotta hop on a call soon and kind of figure out like the overarching plan or whatever and when they're gonna be able to get everything done. Cause as of right now, it's kind of like, yeah, like we'll release it when we release it, but I'd like to have a bit more control over that. Um, so I gotta figure out, you know, we actually were texting, I was texting uh, their guitar player Chase today and he's like, cause we have some other, you know, little stunt thing that we wanna do. Mm. Um, um, and he was like, do you want to talk about that? Like I was already planning, I was planning it a little bit on, and how we're going to execute it. And they just had some other stuff that they needed to do for the project before I wanted to bring this in and, you know, give them more work to do. Um, yeah. So they finished some of their other stuff that they had to get done there. Uh, we're just finishing up a, a vocal one take performance. Um, oh, cool. You know, I, those are quite popular now and people are fucking here for Ricky on vocals. So, fuck it we'll give them ricky on yeah, vocals man. you know um so yeah we're just finishing up that and the guys were doing some other stuff so uh yeah we're uh we're planning i guess probably like the end of the the end of the behind the hand of god single cycle and then we're you know planning the the next one and yeah Ooh. yeah there's a yeah another single coming and then i, th- I think i have five demos or well like i have behind the hand of god and then i think i have four other songs in various stages of completion uh, that I've heard, which are all cool. Um, I think, I mean, as of right now, I think the plan is an EP eventually, maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know. Like if they keep writing, like maybe it'll be an album eventually. Like, but yeah, as of right now, we're just rolling it out as singles and we're not, we're kind of like 
going with the flow with it. Um, awesome. They don't really have any, uh, they're not going to be a full-time touring band. They have no aspirations to be a full-time touring band. I mean, Ricky has a family and uh, some of the guys have like, you know, you know, Ricky also owns his own barber practice. He can't, and it's just him, you know what I mean? He can't just like leave and not do it, you know? So uh, his customers who depend on him to look suave. So uh, yeah. So like, they just want to be like, they just want to release music and they're happy that people are excited about it and you know hopefully they can do like a couple like you know week tour here two weeks here some festivals here and that's kind of that's kind of the goal the goal is to you know succeed within their means and you know keep those you know and yeah like not feel like we have to you know bend to any industry whims uh in terms of that and yeah, so I work with I work with them, and I'm you know I'm excited for the next the next single, and like they're I'm really excited for their their growth as a band in terms of you know like I I was able to like help them a lot on like behind the hand of God, and now I'm kind of being like well do this and do this, and like they're kind of doing a lot more stuff themselves, which is like I want to do that. I want to set them up for success rather than you know me having to help execute everything, and like they're they're all like really they all have like different skill sets, and they're all really bright. Um, so it's it's it's, it's it's good it's like setting them up for success and hopefully you know they they will want to continue working with me and they won't ever be like ah we don't need you anymore you helped us get to this point fuck off uh so yeah no i i don't think that'll happen uh but then yeah i work with i'm, I'm working with carcosa as well um oh no shit okay yeah so that's 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 a newer that's it's one of the newer ones uh which is it's it's really exciting uh we've been figuring out some some release release plans for for them for some stuff and uh can't really talk about about it too much but it should be pretty exciting and then yeah. i'm working with this band called nightwell they're like a emo pop punk band but you know like a lot of those bands are super pop influenced now with like a lot of synth parts and you know whatever uh they're like that and uh terrence who plays drums in the band was actually in the band safe to say uh who are now called lock it and when they were called safe to say they were the first release on my record label back when i did that um they're on they're on fearless records now uh lock it and uh oh wow yeah i mean when they were called safe to say they were on side one dummy at one point uh but yeah so it's cool that i'm working with uh terrence again um and yeah, there's that other band I can't talk about. There are some other bands who have Blink 182. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blink 182, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there. The name for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's some other bands that I've been in talks with, but we haven't really locked anything. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, it's like Brand of Sacrifice, Carcosa, of Sulfur, Nightwell, and then Blink 182. Hey, wow, that's a quite the uh, quite the roster you have there. I, I like I like you like to hear that. Uh, listen, Brad, I, I can see you, you. You look very. I'm just worried. I don't want you to overextend yourself. You know what I mean. Uh, I worry about your well being. Nah, I mean honestly, dude, my my problem is that I like I'm not tired. I've just been sitting in this re- general position for a very long time, so my body's just like not even not even just right now. I mean, I'm just saying in general. You know, all you know, you're doing all the. I know you're very, listen. I know that you're the most popular deathcore magnate right now in the marketing. <laughs> I just don't want you to be, I don't want you to be, uh, I want you to get your eight hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. A lot of people say to me, like, when do you sleep? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I do get a pretty decent amount of sleep. I just like, 
I don't know, sometimes I work up, I wake up in the middle of the night with an idea. So I work on it for a little bit and then I go back to bed, but I still get like a decent sleep most nights, you know, like I'm not like, like people have like asked me like, when do you even sleep? And I'm just like, do you even sleep? I'm like, yes, I do. Like, just like, cause sometimes I'll like, you have to. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's weird. I like, I get, I guess I've never really considered it like that crazy, but it's like, I guess it's because like sometimes people will see me like, Oh, you're awake and working at like 4am. But it's like, yeah, it's just cause I woke up and I had something that I came to my head that I was like, I got to get this down before it disappears. But it's like, it doesn't mean that I didn't just go back to sleep. Like I, there was some, Oh fuck. What was it? I don't know. Somebody wanted to do something with me and they were like super concerned and just, no, like I, like I, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. And I was like, just fucking wake me up at five 30 or whatever. I'll do it. Oh, it was, I was trying to score a PS five for brand of sacrifice. Oh. And like, it was supposed to like, you know, there was rumors that like an Amazon link was going to go on sale at like fucking six in the morning or something like that. Oh, man. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to wake up and I'll try. And the guys were like, you don't have to do that. I'm like, I don't care. I'll like set my alarm for fucking, you know, five minutes before that I'll try. And if I don't get it, I'll just go back to sleep. If I do get it, I'll probably just get jacked and ex- excited and just be up for the day. Cause I'm like, I got the fuck a PS five. But like, I was like, whatever, man, I'll just go back to sleep. Like I'll just wake up and now oh, it's raining outside. What's up? Hell yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I was just like, whatever. I'll just go, you know, the benefits and joys of being freelance is I can do whatever the fuck I want, you know? So some days I stay up really late and work on a lot of stuff. And then the next day I sleep in and that's fine as long as I didn't have any meetings scheduled that day, which tomorrow I have to go view an apartment because I have to move. Oh, wow! Look at that! That deathcore money's coming in now, baby. You getting that? Yeah, getting I that fucking money? I wish. Uh, no, I'm I'm just I I mean I live with my friend Finn and uh, we live in a three bedroom place and we uh we in had McKenty. some wow that's impressive wow, yeah know. yeah i stole him away from his fucking wife and 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 from the west coast and from america and he lives with me yeah uh now he'd fucking kill himself if he had to listen to as much death as i listen to um <laughs> he uh no he uh no i live with my friend finn he sings in a band called great grief uh they're on no sleep records but he's from iceland and moved here in december and goes he's vegan straight edge too so we live together in a three-bedroom apartment we had some troubles finding somebody for the fucking third bedroom and i was just like you know what fuck these motherfuckers i'm just gonna get a two-bedroom place with you because i don't even if we do find somebody else they're gonna throw off our vibes because i like fucking hanging out with you and like if somebody else is gonna come in here and be all super serious and shit i'm like get the fuck out of here i like to have fun with my friend so Listen, man, you, you, man, it's not too often you meet people like you. I mean, I, I just, I, I really admire you. I admire, uh, your, uh, your, 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 grind. I just admire all of that stuff, man. Oh, I thank you. I, I, I just don't, I mean, I'll use the old, the old adage. They don't, they don't make them like they used to. They don't make, they don't make many brads anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess so. Thank you. I hope so. I, that's that's cool. I mean, I hope they don't make too many of me because then people just hire the other me. I mean, then, I, really then I'll never get rich off deathcore, which is my which is my fucking retirement plan is deathcore. Yeah, well, <laughs> also the, the Blink One Eighty Two retainer. I'm sure. Could yeah, 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 yeah. They're paying me a uh, hundred eighty two dollars a minute. That's 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 what you get paid when you work yeah, for Blink One Eighty Two. Seven cents a word to write casino reviews. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, 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 dude, that's fucking crazy. I don't, yeah, I don't, dude, I don't, I, fucking casinos, eh? Damn, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show you some of that off, uh, off, um, 
off the podcast. But listen, man, I I like I could just keep talking to you. Uh, yeah, I talk a lot. I, I like a lot, a lot. It's really bad. Also, it's like you. I feel like everybody. Oh, it's really coming down out there. Uh, I feel like people um, talk more in general because we're all like lonely in quarantine. You know what I mean? You know, like I'll, I'll I'll hop on a fucking business call with somebody, and then we just end up shooting the shit for way longer than we normally would because it's like, oh, I have nobody in my life who loves me right now. I love talk. I spent well because see, like, like I just really enjoy talking to. I love, don't get me wrong. I love talking to the to the band guys. You know, those are always fun to talk to. You know, like I had Frankie on or Sabian from Alpha. I love talking to those guys. But like for the my role for our band. I really, I'm learning, you know, like I said, this is my first band. I mean, we formed in 2018. I don't know what the frig I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure stuff out as I go. So to learn new stuff from people like you helps me. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, you have a good time while you're here and we have a good, you know, we have a, a kinship forms. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm still learning. I'm learning while I go too. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I just like come up with ideas. I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. Let's try it. And then it ends up being good. And I'm like, yeah, see, that's another fucking thing, thing to add to my bag of tricks that fucking work somehow. So, uh, I don't know, man. I think a lot of people, I don't know. I used to be like, wow, how do they do that? And I'm like, uh, they're, they were probably in the same position that I am. Like they don't fucking know what they're doing either. And they're all just pretty good at looking like it. So I'm trying to demystify that. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing either, but I'm doing pretty good. So you can do pretty good too. Even if you don't know what the fuck you're doing either. Have go. a fucking brain and think about it a little bit. You know, it's like you don't need to fucking go to school for it. You're, you're promoting something. What would what would make you want to click on something? All right, cool. Like do that. Probably, you know, it's really it's not rocket science. You know, there's not a fucking right or a wrong way to do it. I mean, there's a wrong way to do it. There are definitely things you can do that are way wrong. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I think that's a great way to end it there, man. Uh, Brad, thanks for doing this. And uh Listen, where can, where can people find you out there on the internet? That's 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 the obligatory end of podcasting to ask, so you know, I got to ask. Yeah, dude, I was on fucking my friend DK from Bangers, like, Twitch the other day, and he kept, like, trying to give me, like, he's like, oh, what are you trying to plug? And I'm like, I don't know, man, just follow me on Instagram, you know? Like, like because, like, it's like, I don't know, like, there's always stuff for me to plug that, or, like, that I want to plug that I can't plug yet. Like, I'm working on stuff, like, and, but if you follow me on my social media, it's when it becomes, you know, when it comes out, you'll see it, you know? So it's like, he was just like, just, what do you want to drop? And I'm like, nothing right now. Fucking go buy the brand of Sacrifice album and listen to Sulfur, you know? Like, that's all I've got right now. But when you want to see everything else that I've been working on, follow my Instagram and then you'll see it as it comes in, you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm at Brad Seed on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, and then on Facebook, uh, no offense, but don't add me unless I know you. Uh, like i don't know man like i i deleted my facebook over the summer or over quarantine because i just like i had so many people there who were so like lovely and like like support what i do but i couldn't see my actual like real life friends posts anymore because they would just get buried under the post for the other people so you know my instagram and my twitter are very public and i've talked to everybody there but you know on my facebook i i mostly only add people that i uh I actually like I know or you know have worked with or whatnot just you know nothing personal it's just you know I gotta keep something 
for my. It's, it's for, just you're. It's my, just you're a weirdo. Okay, leave Brad alone. Yeah, yeah leave me he's alone. Just trying to, he's just trying to cut, you know build more relationships with the people that he already knows. Okay. So yeah. Have it, everybody. Brad Seed on Twitter and Instagram, and make sure you check out of Sulfur Behind the Hand of God, their latest single, and also Lifeblood. The, uh, the, I mean, the new wave of deathcore, my current album of the year right now, 12 tracks, two interludes, one intro of just pure, unfiltered, just got, I mean, it's, it's one of those albums that like, you know, there's not too many albums nowadays where front to back, you just want to listen to every song, but Lifeblood is that. Brad, thank you so much for doing this, man. Yeah, no worries. I, I'm glad it's your album of the year. It's my fucking album of the year too. And I'm not biased at all. I'll tell you that. Uh, no, but, uh, I uh man, I was talking to fucking Ryan who works at Metal Blade and we were talking about uh Whitechapel and I'm like, fuck oh. man, I don't want any fucking competition for Deathcore album of the year. Get the fuck out of here. Let's go, baby. Oh, there you go. Hell yeah. That last album was the valley was sick. Yeah, it was. And I got an Amira tattoo. I'm not a fake fan, man, and I, I I'm very very committed. Yeah, I'll get a brand of sacrifice tattoo eventually. I have a conver- two converge tattoos. I have a curl up and die tattoo, I have a killing the dream tattoo. Uh, good vocal fry there now project that let's see what you got <laughs> no, that hurts bro i just like to go yeah. i just like to make monster noises it's definitely not proper vocal technique but it's fine i just like to make noises or like yeah Oh, you Donald Duck. There you go. I like that. I just like to make noises, man. I don't know. My roommate doesn't like it. I wake him up with like fucking pig squeals or 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 Zayo noises. I go, yeah. <laughs> like wake him up like that. I'll be like, get the fuck out of bed. We got to go look in the apartment. And he's just like, Jesus Christ, can't you just wake me up like a normal person? I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, man, I love that. All right, man. I'm going to definitely, I'm going to show you that uh, casino. I'm just real quick before you go. I, I, right. I, I just want, I, cause I don't get to share this with anybody. And it's like my secret operation that is just like, that's uh, just, nobody knows about that now. Oh, so are, are we done now? We're not recording anymore. Uh, we are. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the true shot guest spot podcast. If you'd like to support us here are some ways how you can do so. If you're watching on YouTube, leave us a like a subscribe, turn on the notification bell, all that good stuff. Leave a comment down below. If you're on Spotify, share this on your Instagram story. Tag me, tag Brad, tag Brandon Sacrifice. I'm sure they'd love to see it. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, hopefully five stars. But if you leave us a one-star review, I'll still take it, but I will find you. And I will kill you. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and I hope to see you in the next one.